Hello and welcome to JudgeCast. This is episode 245. I'm one of your hosts, Brian Prilliman, and I'm joined this evening, just evening, by the one and only Brogan King. Hello, hello. Hello, and today we have not a fun-filled, action-packed, <laughs> exciting episode. This one's this one's a little bit of a of a Debbie Downer here. We're gonna be we're gonna be talking specifically about illnesses and sicknesses at large events, what you can do to reduce your exposure, some uh, uh, interactions that you might have with players, and then we're gonna talk about the current situation, which is the coronavirus epidemic, uh, pandemic, rather, and how it is affecting judges. Spoilers, it's a lot. <laughs> it is substantial. See, the, the somber tone is the reason we need, it's only it's only evening. You can't listen yes. to this in the morning. Right. And you can't listen to it on your drive to work because you're not going to work. Absolutely. <laughs> That's right. I'm sorry. It's just the way it is. And because... A normal topic like this is kind of out of our wheelhouse. We'd kind of be like just two dogs playing with a ball in a yard. <laughs> we decided that we would get somebody who's actually somewhat qualified to talk about this stuff. Somewhat. Yeah, other than like, you know, like, hey, don't sneeze on people. You know, episode over. <laughs> so we have a guest. Uh, he has been on two previous episodes. Episode 165, the Aether Revolt Policy Updates. In episode 228, Modern Horizon Mechanics, the one, the only, Eric Aliff. Good evening, everybody. Thanks for, for joining the brand of, again, this is this must be listened to in the evening. Yeah. <laughs> it seemed appropriate. So so you've been on for two rulesy-based, mechanic-y type episodes, and now you get this, this, uh, <laughs> this softball of an episode, really. Absolutely, absolutely. I, I'm glad for it to be something a little different, though. <laughs> so so eric we we brought you on because you are uh do you do you want to tell us what you do to the degree sure. that you can sure uh i am currently an icu nurse i work mostly with hearts though i'm learning a lot about infectious diseases right now <laughs> eyes are we all i'm glad now you're getting you're getting that information on infectious diseases from actual medical professionals and scientists and not like an uncle's Facebook post, right? I was about to say my, uh, my grandma's Facebook. <laughs> you know, I mean, that's that's unavoidable, much like the current situation that we're in. But no, most of it is is getting to hear from people that it's, it, it's I, I almost hate to say this, but it's kind of cool to get to hear from these people. I just wish it wasn't under these circumstances. It would be a lot cooler in the abstract. Yes, yes. Yeah. Although, I, I gotta say, like, much like school, like, I was listening to some very smart people talk about topics, and a lot of times it was like, eh, when am I ever gonna need to know this stuff? And now, I'm completely enraptured by every everything they say, because it's all yes. very, very important. It's, a little, it's yep. amazing how a little bit of perspective will change your mind. Eric, you are also a judge out of where? Uh, currently Charlottesville, Virginia. Charlottesville. Nice. Yeah. yeah. That is where I grew up. I didn't know that. Yeah. Ha ha. <laughs> <laughs> Went to Albemarle High School. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. We're going to have to talk about this after the episode. Oh, are we? Because, yeah, there's some crazy, <laughs> some crazy going on up there. <laughs> so, like I said, we're going we're gonna to talk about two parts. Uh, the first part is going to be more evergreen. 
uh, how you handle yourself at events in general to, to avoid illnesses. And then we're going to get into the more serious stuff. So first, a disclaimer. Yes, please. What's 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 the legal? It's just like this is not medical advice. Yep. No yep. lawsuit, please. The, the the way that I will frame it is this: is like I am not giving you medical advice. If at any point any of this sounds like it may relate to you on a personal level, i.e., you feel like you are demonstrating symptoms, please go call your nearest PCP. Make sure that you describe your symptoms to them and follow their advice. Thanks. So PCP is primary care physician. Not, yes, not okay. Brian. I okay. I I was gonna say it if Brian didn't like. Okay, that's fair. You using your medical terminology over there. We Sorry. don't actually know who's listening. Like, you know, good point. Good point. Right. That's true. Good point. Let's talk about protecting yourself at a large event. And realistically, like when we talk about large events, we we talk we tend to default to grand prix. Mm-hmm. But really, a large event could be, you know, 150 person SCG regionals, or yep. depending on your store, it could be, you know, an 80 person WPNQ. Yeah. Maybe you just or, have a really big store and you have like 100 person FNM. Yeah. Pre releases. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. So, why is it important? important to protect yourself <laughs> I, I realize that's kind of a question that begs an answer but sure sure so i, I want to look at it from from two perspectives which is the perspective of of you as an individual and then when you as an individual end up with a bunch of other individuals so let's start with you as an individual and the reality is that pretty much every big event that we go to we tend to I don't want to say overexert ourselves, but we certainly exert ourselves more than an average day. And your body's fine with that, usually. But when you do that on repeat, like a Grand Prix, where you say, boy, I just worked 14 hours. You know what I should do tomorrow? Work 14 hours. You know what I should do after that? Work 14 hours. And then and then also not sleep. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Also and then go like, go out I... and drink with your friends. Yep. And... Be and also not, be in not, a new environment. Yep, exactly. I like to think of it as drinking for two hours with your friends, separated by fourteen hour work days. <laughs> like it's just really the the drinking is the important part. The working the event is just the thing just, you do to pass the time until yeah, it's time t- to tangential. Again. Yeah, yep, yeah. Yep, I mean, just yep. a thing. Sure, sure. Uh, and actually, the drinking is a great example of this because it's another way that your body is getting treated maybe a little bit differently than it usually would, either in the kind of food that you eat, when you eat. So all of these things are putting your body kind of on high alert. So and your body, go- you, you don't normally eat a $10 slice of pizza at a convention center? <laughs> oh, uh, not, not intentionally. <laughs> <laughs> no, These things you're, happen, instead, though. you're eating the the ten dollar hockey nachos. Oh yes, yeah, that's okay. <laughs> now you, you found I, my I, weakness. Am I speaking your language here? Yes. <laughs> but no, so so you have you have this situation where potentially your immune system is compromised, and and I'll even add to that for a lot of people for whom this isn't their main job. They're doing this after already working a week uh, at whatever their normal job is, or they've been in classes all week, or they've been, you know, fill in the blank, whatever it was, you didn't rest up for three days before you went and did this. 
So your body's immune system is a little bit compromised. And then on top of that, we take these people whose immune systems are fighting a little bit harder right now, and we group them all together. We push them all in the same room, and we force them to be shoulder to shoulder for hours upon hours. So now you haven't just made your own immune system weakened. You have a whole bunch of potentially weakened immune systems that are now really in close contact. And once one person gets something, or if someone brought something with them that they may not have even known that they had, the potential for it to spread around quickly is, is really high. And, and you'll note, I'm not even saying corona or covid like it, just the common cold spreads really easily at events like this i had the flu last week i did get my flu shot no one is immune yep when you when you talk about the number of people crammed into crammed into these these events especially like at a gp you know yeah you're in a big conference center but there's still tons of areas where you're shoulder to shoulder with people and if you're in a store let's say you know they're having a 120 person event there's no artist booth area there's no vendor when those players get get up and have no place to sit down or go they're just kind of milling around in the aisles in the front of the store and stuff like that yep. you're you're bumping into them like a like a pinball Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, and by the way, we haven't even mentioned the day preceding and the day at the end of the event where you go in an airport, and then you're around all of those people all over again. The metal virus tubes. Yeah, Or, yeah, or those, you're, those. you're crammed in a car with, with you know, hand, a handful of other people and going to the gas station mm-hmm, bathroom mm-hmm. and who knows. So, so I feel like we've kind of established the ground rules of why does this happen? Well... Here it is. There's all of these people. But then on top of that is the fact that a lot of people don't think about all the different ways that that these kind of viruses or any sort of infection can transmit to people. And like a lot of people think, oh, coughing or they think sneezing. But it isn't just that because a lot of times we wipe our faces, we touch our faces in really non-perceptible ways and then we go and touch other things that then get touched by other people so we run into the problem of think about all again for judges think about all the chairs think about all the tables the match slips the decks all of the items that we're coming in contact with or the 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 hockey puck notches you picked out of your teeth (laughs) and then touch something else oh no what brian you're making them sound less appealing now what how dare you (laughs) yeah there's we we touch a ton of stuff it it, let me me tell you uh so there's a a funny story it's i want to say it was in the top eight of an event uh a local event like a ptq or something this is years and years and years ago and one of the players opponent b was looking sick opponent a when when opponent b presented his deck Player A called for a judge, <laughs> and I go over, and I I don't know that the guy's looking sick or anything like that. And Player A looks at me and says, "Judge, I think my opponent's sick. I don't want to cut his deck. Can you do it for me?" Gosh. And I said, "So it's okay if I get sick?" <laughs> right. Exactly. Like, oh no, no, no. I'm self-preservation. And he did an impersonation of a goldfish for like 
two seconds where he just kind of <laughs> opened and closed his mouth like he started to say something no. and then thought better and then opened it again to say something and then thought better again. And then he just went and reached over and knocked the deck. <laughs> you know, just tap. Yeah. Yeah. But but it's a it's a it's a thing. Viruses predominantly spread person to person, right? But they can Correct. they can they can spread by picking up cooties on your hand just to touch another <laughs> stuff. Cooties is a tech is a medical term, right? Would you believe Oh yes, tell us more. So, would you believe that someone I worked with today used that terminology when describing something and like the rest of us just looked at them and were like what? He's like, okay, fine, fine. I'm sorry. And then said the actual thing that it was. I'm like, thank you. We can at least still be professionals. So, yes, Brian, more people than you would like to think are well, referring to things as cooties. I mean, like, there's there's coronavirus, there's flu, there's common cold, there's con crud, there's... <laughs> which which I guess is also a, medical, uh, a professional medical name, oh, right? very much so. Right. You know, you just group them all together and call them cooties. Yep. Yep. You know, circle, circle, dot, 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 all that good stuff. <laughs> did y'all, did, like, is is that a universal thing, the, the, the cootie shot thing? I asked people at work last week, and yeah. I found that there's a generational gap. Real, like, yeah. I know what it is. Uh, As I'm do just I. Saying, it seemed the younger people didn't know. Hmm. Maybe it's my, my, everything comes to the Midwest ten years after it hits everywhere else. Is that how that works? That's also very likely. <laughs> so, Eric, in in your medical opinion, yes. does the cootie shot uh, actually help? Uh, you know, the tests have not been very conclusive. <laughs> I, I think we're gonna no. gonna have to hold off studies. on a wider implementation. Would that count as medical advice? Ooh, uh, I, I I decline to comment. Decline to answer. Cool, cool, cool. cool, cool. <laughs> you hear, you heard it here first. The cootie shot. <laughs> is inconclusive to preventing crud. <laughs> so who has been, like, much more aware in the last, I don't know, week or so, how much you touch your face? Mm. Uh, it's, yeah. Like, yeah. I, I, I'm pretty sure every time somebody has brought up the, oh, you touch your, everyone touches their face a bunch, I've been actively touching my face. Yeah. Yeah, and especially as someone who I wear contacts and also have to wear glasses some amount of the time, like that just makes it that much harder because I'm used to touching my eyes. It's not a weird thing to me. And so I think that actually makes it actively worse because you don't think to yourself, oh, have I washed my hands as much as you probably should when you're touching those areas. Think here's here's a great thought. Uh, like when you touch your face, imagine passing out slips, and all those slips stick together. And what's one thing that you might do if you're one of those kind of people? You oh no, that, no, 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 that, no! You give that thumb a little. No, lick. I'm seeing this happen in slow motion right now. Right, right. Ha- have either of you? I, I I know the answer to this, and it's going to make me sad. But mm-hmm. ha- have either of you had a player? walk up to you with the slip in their mouth and then like take it out of their mouth. You know, like they're kind of oh, gumming yeah. it. L- like, like, like they're, they're, they're putting their backpack on and mm-hmm, they have the, mm-hmm, and they have mm-hmm. like the phone in one hand and the, the match slip in the other, in, in their mouth. So they, yeah, 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 yeah. absolutely. I don't like that. Had that. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't like that one bit. Mm-hmm. The last event I worked 
two weeks ago, the head judge at the beginning of round two specifically made the announcement of, hey, let's not put match slips in our mouths. Okay, everybody? Please. It was, it was big enough of a problem oh, no. that they had That's... to make an announcement to the I... room. It's it's one of those things where you, you go well I'm I'm glad I'm glad they made the announcement, but boy am I sad that they had to make that announcement. <laughs> yep. So <sighs> so how often should we be washing our hands now and always? Well, uh, I'll give you a frame of reference from from my work. Uh, every time I walk in a different patient's room, I have to use uh, hand sanitizer when I go in and when I go out. Every single time <laughs> and i imagine now, this is also reminding other people that they need to do that too yes i i am not saying you need to wash your hands or use hand sanitizer after every player interaction but i do think we as judges should become a lot more familiar in the layout of of a convention center or your local store or wherever it is that you're working, you should become a lot more familiar with where the hand sanitizer stations are. Yeah. Make that part of your loop. I, I like. I, I don't know if other judges do this as much, but I always just kind of had a loop that I was trying to to walk, and usually it was kind of like a longish walk from the stage to kind of the back of the room, kind of generically collecting slips and answering questions and then walking back, just kind of doing waves of that. And, and while put, you're doing put the bathroom in there at some point, yep. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. Put the bathroom in there, go refill your water, but like yep. adding in using those kind of stations. I think for a lot of people, those kind of hand sanitizer stations are just invisible to them because they aren't, they aren't thinking, Oh, I should, should make sure that I keep my hands sanitized like that. And, and, and the reality is you should, um, the other thing that I'll add is um, I, I noticed that some people do this because, again, with convention centers, a lot of times you wash your hands. You're like, yeah, I did a good job. I washed my hands. And then the, the, the hand dryer maybe is not super powerful. So you end up like wiping your hands on your shirt or your pants yep, or something guilty. like that. Yeah. Just, just shaking them off. Or sh okay, shaking them off is fine. But don't do that with hand sanitizer. The, the way that hand sanitizer works is it works via contact. So it needs to stay on your hands until it dries on its own. So the combination of things that you want is you want the friction, and this is the same for washing your hands normally. You want the friction, and then you want to let it dry. That's more specific to the hand sanitizer. Uh, I'll also add, because I was really happy to see this, I, I had to watch another video this week for my job about hand washing. And we've all heard the... Wash until you've done happy birthday twice. But a new one that I did not realize is you can also sing or hum the Imperial March from Star Wars. Um, and if you hum the Imperial March, that is about 20 <laughs> seconds. Well, that's, that's, that's the hot meme right now, though. Yeah. There's a, there's a, a web page where they have the instructions but, for you know, washing your hands for 20 seconds, and you can put your own text under it. Love it. So people have been doing like... Any, any and every song? Uh, well, not even that, but it's like the Team Rocket, you know? <laughs> yeah, like, like speeches from movies. Yes. Like, right. Um, Eric, you will appreciate that um, both you and Brian as wrestling fans, the Undisputed Era theme song yes. is exactly 20 seconds to the first boom in the song. <laughs> 
the the other thing I'll add with without I I don't wish to sound overly nitpicky except that I do, which is when you wash your hands, it's not just like slide these two little things next to each other, like actually get in between your fingers. Actually do the washing part. Uh, the number of times I see people basically just like throw their hands under water and then pull them out and they're like, well, I did it. I washed my hands. <laughs> you, no, you pretended to wash your hands. No, your hands came in, you know, occasional contact with water. That's not the same thing. Okay, I, so, I, have, a, I have a question uh, about bathroom etiquette. I, both yes. of you, would uh -oh. you... When you when if you're if you're in a public restroom, how often would you say people don't wash their hands? Oh, a third oh, of the time. Oh, I was gonna go half. Ah. Uh, uh, Seriously? Yeah. So so check check this out at no <laughs> at uh yeah at uh at the last event two two weeks ago uh told a guy you know guy asked if he could go to the bathroom during a match and he went to the went to the bathroom. And he came back, and I looked at the clock. And before he got back to the table, before he got back to the table, I intercepted him, and I was like, "Hey, why don't you go back and wash your hands, buddy?" And he kind of gave me this blink, blink, and then he went back and washed his hands. He didn't even Excellent. try to say no, Excellent. no, no, no. Nope, got him. <laughs> oh no. Okay, so what else? What else can we do besides ugh, besides that? Uh, if I should, like, should I stop letting other people borrow my pens? Should I stop? I don't know. What else should I not do here? <laughs> I, I, mean, I can tell you what I would do, and that is, I wouldn't. I, I wouldn't let people use them unless I knew that they were going to clean them, and and that just seems very low likelihood. You know, with with pens, no. Um, with other things that we maybe keep on our person, um, that one you've got to figure out on a on a person to person basis. Um, but I would be a lot more careful about the objects that you are sharing with other people. I, I'll I'll use pens as an example. Um, I don't I don't do this anymore. But I remember when I was a a bored teenager sitting in high school, just like gnawing on a pen cap. Oh yeah, and. It concerns me because, like, again, you see players who oftentimes are trying to focus themselves. And so what do they do? They try to find something, an outlet for their nervousness or for their uncertainty. And, hey, judges can get nervous, too. And so what do you do? You find yourself unintentionally, like, sticking things near your mouth. Um, so that would be my major concern would be someone doesn't think to themselves, oh, wait, wait, I might have just spread germs through this object they're just like no no i just was doing my thing i was absent-mindedly holding this object and now i gave it back to you yeah and like i i know it feels like you might be a jerk if someone's like hey you got a sharpie in your pocket can i borrow it and you're like no yep i'm gonna throw something out there as kind of a pseudo compromise it might not be medically sound but hey you know, <laughs> not medical advice um just like have a have a separate sharpie for sharon mm-hmm Okay, where it's like this is this Who's is the Sharon? sharpie the the Sharon sharpie, so Goodness. like I'll hand, and then you just keep them in your right pocket or mm -hmm. something or your, your your you know your shirt pocket if you have yeah. one, or you just keep them you keep them separate. So this is these are, these are my pins and these are the ones that other people can drool over. I I I'll also add and and 
this is a compromise I know some people probably won't be super thrilled with, but I do think a lot, like a, a lot of judges are really proud of their judge kit. Um, like these are the things that I, I, I'm always really prepared and I bring these things with me and I always have them. And, and I think a lot of people need to consider one of two things. Either you need to, at the end of the day, wipe down all of the things that are in your judge kit, or you should probably consider whether the items in your judge kit should stay in your judge kit, or if they are in fact disposable. You know, for instance, get some less expensive pens that you wouldn't feel bad at the end of the day being like, okay, this was my Friday pen. It's gone. You know, like I'm, I'm not, I'm not reusing that the next day. Um, with like a pair of scissors, maybe don't throw away a pair of scissors every day, but like think about that because I, I think that those are the ways that you can end up with more exposure that you aren't really aware of. Um, and, and you're increasing your risk unnecessarily. Or if you're me, you'll lose your pens and need to get a new one the next day anyway. Win-win, I yeah. think. Yeah. The the other, another thing that I'm going to point out is, you know, there's a lot of random food oh. in judge areas. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that food's not individually wrapped. You know? <laughs> oh, it's just sitting out open and... like. Yeah. <laughs> like the big jug of cheese balls. I haven't seen yep. that in a while, but that is a thing. Mm -hmm. People would just reach their maw in and just. Bleh. Wait, are you implying that somebody dunked their whole head in there? No. Uh, <laughs> I will tell you. Okay. So I was recently reminded of a, of a near. DQ over cheese balls, which I'll tell you guys after the show. Join our Patreon for <laughs> cheese ball uh -huh, DQ uh -huh, story. Uh -huh. That's the ten dollar level. What? That is the, that, that is the ten dollar level. But straight up, there was a DQ investigation involving Utz cheese balls. Oh boy! At a GP about six years ago. Okay. Love the player that. Player was not DQ'd. <laughs> But yeah, so it's, oh, it's good to hear. It's, good to hear. Yeah, good to hear. Not that not that you don't appreciate people's kindness of bringing snacks, mm -hmm. but maybe if you want to bring snacks for your for your judge friends or for whoever, like individually wrap or mm -hmm. at least have if it's like a homemade thing, have things kind of separated so you're not actively touching the yeah. other things that because yeah. you don't know. There's no sneeze guard over those cookies. <laughs> <laughs> and and I know like we we mentioned this at the top that this was not going to be a super exciting or happy episode. And I, I know it can sound cruel or heartless to be like, Hey, you shouldn't, you shouldn't do that kind thing. And, and, and I don't think it's that at all. I think it's, you need to take additional thought. Like Brogan said, if you're, if you're going to bring a baked good, just cut the brownies up ahead of time, have them already separated. If you're going to bring cookies, put them in Ziploc bags. That way you can just be, you can go to each person and say, here you go, here you go, here you go. Or leave out a bunch of Ziploc bags. I don't care. But so not like I can't like bring a pie and then just a single plastic fork and knife and just use that. Everybody uses the same knife to cut their slice of pie. And here's have just at. like, have it, you know, have at it and figure out, how you're I, I want to it. believe. I want to believe you were just making a hypothetical situation, but we've all been in enough judge areas to know. It's not 
That's true. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not a hypothetical. <laughs> it's not at all. Mm-hmm. Nope. Yeah, so I, I guess uh, some of all the stuff, like the stuff that you yourself uh, can do, go to, go to the bathroom and wash your hands more often. Yep. yep. Um, as, as a I've been a team lead several times, lots of times at GPs, and I know that my team doesn't ask to go to the bathroom enough. Yeah. You know, and it's, so they're not washing their hands. They're probably not washing their hands enough. You know, don't touch your face. Yep. Watch out what you, what you, what you loan people. Don't eat random food on the judge table. Mm-mm. You know, pick it up and shove it in your mouth. I'll add one final thing, which is uh, mentioning the judge kit. I know that the supplies have been, been restricted in some areas, but if you can get travel size containers of, of hand sanitizer, consider adding that to your judge kit. That that's an easy thing you can keep in a pocket. And if you haven't had a chance to clean your hands and it's been 10 or 15 minutes, just pop that out, cleanse your hands. You know, you think, Oh, I can't go off the floor. Judge coverage is low. We can come up with a million reasons why, Get rid of those. You know, find ways to keep yourself safe. Keep your hands clean. Yep. I, I do like the idea of including, like, the hand sanitizer or the bathroom, like, in your loop. Mm-hmm. Because there's a lot of times it's like, oh, the bathroom's way over there. And since it's a little inconvenient, maybe... It just maybe doesn't happen. Del- right. Maybe you you delay, you know, by a half an hour to an hour or something like yeah. that. And it's it's easy to get momentum going on doing tasks or talking to people. So the mindfulness of actually setting aside the time to do that is yeah is worth doing. Uh, I'll add one more thing before we move on to to our next topic, and this is actually from a question that someone asked me, um, and that was regarding gloves. Um, and and I just wanted to mention because I think some people have have questions about that. Like, well, should would would a way that we can protect ourselves more be to use gloves? Um, and and I think a good thing to remember is the purpose of gloves. Um, when 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 I use gloves, um, my goal is to protect myself, not to protect other people, but primarily to protect myself. So when I put gloves on, I put gloves on in a patient's room. And then before I leave the room, I have to take those gloves off. I can't wear those gloves into the hall. I can't wear those gloves into another patient's room because even though my hands are protected, the infection is now sitting on those gloves and could just as easily be transmitted to someone else. So if, 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 if you've, if you've had the thought, and I think it's a very reasonable thought, well, why don't judges just wear gloves? You would have to consider how that would get implemented. Um, I mean, I could see maybe some merit to like the deck check team wearing gloves, but that in even in of itself seems like it doesn't actually accomplish all that much. Um, So I just feel like that's worth mentioning because I think people can go, oh, this would be a really easy way. And, And the reality is, you know, if you were to wear gloves, touch someone's deck and then go touch another person's set of cards because you were involved in a, a, call of some kind well now you just moved the infection that way so so is the value of gloves really the ability to take them off and put on different gloves frequently yes yeah because if if i wear a pair of gloves all day oh no no you've accomplished nothing i've come i've done nothing yeah you've probably accomplished less because you would have been better off not wearing gloves because you would have thought to yourself i should wash my hands more right yeah although it probably would be real 
it would probably call attention to how often you touch your face because you'd be Ooh, like, yeah. oh, that's yeah. that's a glove. <laughs> the, the old glove hand. <laughs> I don't so, know what that means. No, no, no. <laughs> so, okay, so we've talked about how you can protect yourself from getting sick. Now, let me ask, because we, we've all maybe possibly been at an event and someone on staff is is maybe feeling a little under the weather. Mm-hmm. What's what's our advice to to someone who shows up shows up to work an event that that maybe has some cooties? My not medical advice is don't go to work. And again, I know this is going to sound heartless. I know it 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 sucks to have paid for a flight. It sucks to have paid for a hotel. It sucks to miss out on being with your friends. All those different things, but we really have to be thinking about a much bigger picture and and it this is entirely evergreen like whatever the the time period that we're talking about if you go to work sick like that then then you are putting a lot of people at risk who are then going to go all around the world and and i think that people forget about the ripple effect or the impact that they can have when they choose to do something like that Ah, oh, it's no big deal, man. I cough in my elbow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm being as careful as I possibly can. Mm-mm. Accidentally yeah. sneeze on the fr- person next to you. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah a- accidents and- happen, like, whether or not, like, and even if you're like, oh, I'm, I'm fine, I'm fine, like, somebody around you might not be fine if they catch the same thing that you have. Yeah. And and I'll also add, when when you're sick... Some amount of your mental energy is lost just to dealing with the reality of being sick. So if you if you say to yourself, Brogan, you just said, like, oh, I'm being careful. You think you're being careful, but you're distracted by the fact that you're sick. And and I think a lot of times people just don't think about that. So I was introduced I was reading an article yesterday, I and I was introduced to a term that that kind of describes this is absolutely gross and i'm never gonna forget it but the term was viral shedding and that's just like when you when you sneeze you're laughing because is this this is a real term right uh if you join the 15 dollars patreon you'll get to stay around for the after show where i discuss other terms that are equally as distressing Okay, this term was absolutely (laughs) worth the price. Like, this term right here, this is the term of the podcast, is viral shedding. Love it. It's just, you just, basically, you're just this fountain of just crud. It's a technical term. I'm a layperson. Yeah, the technical term. Uh-huh, yeah, uh-huh. it's just, mm-hmm. so yeah. Absolutely. So if you're sick and you just walk through, you're just leaving yeah. this this trail behind you there was a and I, I linked this on my personal facebook page there was a mythbusters episode where they sat one of the with one of the mythbusters down they gave him like a, a a little tube on the side of his nose in uh simulating a runny nose and it dripped a liquid that was uh would shine under a uv light and they had him like host a party and then at the end of the episode, they just turned on the UV lights and they showed all the 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 stuff. The, the crud. The Ugh. crud all around. And the like, cooties. The cooties, as it were. And it was it was disgusting. Just viral shedding gross. 
All right. So <laughs> you've decided not to go to work, okay, because you're not feeling well. Yes. That's the A-plus responsible thing to do. Now, let's say that you encounter someone, maybe a player, who has not done the A-plus responsible thing to do and maybe looks a little ill. Mm. What what to do then? Yeah. It, are you asking for yourself or for that player? Uh, or, I'm for asking, the or for the good of the, the everyone? Well, I, I'm, I'm saying the, high, the, the situation is there's a player who looks... Just maybe they've gone to the bathroom. Maybe they've asked if they can sit next to a trash can so they because they feel like they might vomit. Oh, oh good. Which has happened. I I've had that one too. Uh, so so I think as with anything that we encounter, it's knowing how to confront a situation and then knowing how to escalate it appropriately. Because I think that it can be really easy for people to to look at a situation like that and go. Well, oh man, that, where am I going to pull something out of the IPG for this? Where am I going to pull something out of the jar for this? And and I think the the answer is it, it goes beyond that. You know, it's the it's the health of people. So I think just talking to someone directly and and, and asking, hey, what's going? Because because I do think there's also a difference of someone being nervous. Like I think we've all encountered people who look sick but they're actually just nervous but i think we have to know the difference and we have to ask about that yeah absolutely uh and then being willing to to escalate whether it's in this case it's not really a judge thing this is one of those where i would go directly to the to or whoever the representative of the to is at at, at a larger event i I would find someone and say and this is this is kind of a this isn't medical advice, but this is the way that we have to communicate in a medical setting is you, when you are communicating something about this, like if I, Brian, if you're my TO and Mm -hmm. and I walk up to you and I say, Hey, this, this Brogan player that I see over here, she's not looking good. If that's, if that's all I say, then I haven't really given you a lot. But if I say, what's that supposed to mean? Right, right. That, that, like now you've left the to in this is a really weird position. What, what do you mean? There's right. no actionable anything there. Right, she right. Looks fine to me, I guess. Yeah. So over so, here across the room. Yeah. So going up and saying, I've had a player who asked to sit next to a trash can, or I've had a player who has been asking to go to the bathroom, has been taking a very long time for multiple times, has been kind of wiping their brow with sweat a lot, like all of these different things, like be specific because then you're, you're giving the TO the ability to go talk to that player and, and be able to talk about specific actionable things. Um, and that's, I, I think TOs and like, as we've seen in the last few weeks, TOs are willing to make difficult decisions, but we need to give them the information whenever we're at events to help them with those kind of things. So be 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 alert. Uh, we've you know not just looking for illness. We've you can have a player who is impaired because mm-hmm. they have imbibed some substance. <laughs> um, that's uh-huh. that also. What are we are we back to the PCP? Uh huh. Um, yep. Yep. I I have we've we've had interactions with players that I'm pretty sure that they've imbibed a substance. Mm-hmm. Um. Oh yeah, we've 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 all had those moments of like, oh, this doesn't quite check out. Yep. 
uh, all right. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, if the, if the player if the player looks sick, you know, do an evaluate, do talk to them, go mm-hmm. up there, be concerned. You know, hey, are you all right? A lot of times, you know, you'll find out maybe it's nerves or maybe that's they're they're not feeling so good, and then you just ask them, you know, like, you know, do, do you need to be here mm-hmm. in a polite and discreet way and yeah. maybe they'll you know that's only the little nudge that they need to be like yeah i'm not feeling so great i'm gonna scoop and and head out yeah yeah you could also diplomacy check that by if you happen to know one of their friends more than you know them be like hey so and so is uh looking a little rough yep and get their yeah. friend to talk them into piecing out because usually if you're seeing a problem their friends are also seeing the same problem yeah the, the worst is when it's like, oh, yeah, he was sick all the way up here from Miami. You're just like, oh. uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. We had to stop cool. every 10 minutes. Yeah, we had to stop every 10 minutes for him to throw up. What what kind of friends are you? <laughs> <laughs> no, he said he was fine. Okay, so I think that's kind of, we, we've, we've talked about how you can protect yourself. We can talk about if you're sick, what do you do? And then we've talked about well, what do you do if the if the player's sick? Now, actually, actually, before we before we move on, have any of you actually had experience with like showing up to a, a like a GP and uh, let me let me see here how to what I exactly <laughs> want to say? I was like, you realize that you're sick. Like you you worked like a Friday, Saturday, Sunday. You work on Friday, and then Saturday you're like, I'm not well. Have have any? Uh-huh. Do you know what the what the pay situation has been historically been? That has happened to me. I worked Friday and then I worked Saturday and I left my ship shift early on Saturday and like like had a fever, went and slept it off and came back and worked the next day, which I probably shouldn't have. I was still compensated for the shift that I only worked a couple hours of. Um, I know that people's mileage may vary and different tournament organizers are going to interact with things differently and it's a case-by-case basis i genuinely don't know what to expect on that front yeah i'm i'm in similar territory there like i have anecdotal evidence of of friends that have gone through situations like that and and i think the, the the best advice i can give is if you're up front with someone that you're showing good faith Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's, that's really all you can ask for. You know, d- d- is it frustrating if you don't get the full pay you were expecting on a given weekend? Yeah. But I think that you owe it both to yourself and to the people that you're around to, to make those kind of decisions, uh, in what I'm going to say is, is, a, a decision with the long view in mind. <laughs> yeah, Absolutely. You don't exist in a vacuum. Mm-mm. You wouldn't be All able right. to breathe. <laughs> Do we want to move on to the the more timely portion of the episode? A little bit of a bummer. The the current situation part. The current situation part. Yes. So uh, right now it is March 17, twenty twenty. Things are kind of in in the U.S. Uh, things are kind of shutting down because of the coronavirus. Uh, it's currently got uh, four thousand cases in the in the U.S. Uh, based on the testing that is available, and as a result, 
uh, they've they've come out they've come out with multiple directions. They've said you know large gatherings. I think they've currently said as of yesterday they've advised anything more than ten people. So yeah, that's being enforced, not enforced. I guess, but that's being that's the recommendation in Virginia right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, Channel Fireball uh, CFBE has canceled all events until May. Mm-hmm. Uh, SCG has canceled. Uh, we have in the notes SCG Baltimore and Syracuse and possibly more. They did announce the possibly more yeah. uh, through through April. Lots of lots of local stores have announced that they're they're not doing anything else. Lots of places that are that are yeah have canceled their their in store tournaments. Their stores are still open to go pick things up in a lot of places, but they aren't having events. The thing that I've seen in a lot of places is their play space is still open, but they are not running anything. Mm, interesting. I I think I'm yes. starting. I've started to see in like the last even 48 hours, more places are like are saying we're putting our chairs away. Mm-hmm. Oh. That's that's um, what I'm seeing too. And and I I I imagine that's definitely still on a case by case basis. But I think for a lot of places, they're just kind of trying to be in front of what what they see as as kind of an inevitability in the next few days. And this this all started to kind of trickle down right before um, this last weekend before GP Detroit or Magic Fest Detroit. There were a lot of people who were mid travel or already in Detroit when they had to cancel it. Because this was uh, this was on Wednesday, they CFPE made the announcement for Detroit. Mm-hmm. On Wednesday, um, yeah, yeah. And so the GP starts on Friday, and some people show up on Thursdays to help move stuff around. Now, to CFPE's credit, mm-hmm. I know I know that they comped people for Detroit mm-hmm. because it was like two days beforehand, and like West Palm, which I was on staff for, they sent an email out saying, you know, hey. Obviously, you're not working the event, so we're not gonna, you know, we're not gonna pay. But if you are not able to, you know, get your airline fee back or your, you know, your hotel, your deposit was unrefundable, and you're not able to get it back, here's a, a Google form that you can fill out to begin the the process for, you know, us us reimbursing you. So that was a huge good thing from from CFPE. I think mm-hmm. I think that was. It's kind of one of these things where it's like. It was expected, but not expected, if that makes mm-hmm, sense. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, also, um, for players, uh, I know Watsy is doing some reimbursement for travel. I don't know exactly what the situation is, but uh, they when, when Wizards posted about canceling the first few, couple of, of GPs um, and canceling the... Uh, Worlds? No. What what was about to happen? Um uh, in Houston. The, uh, the MPL the... Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They're doing some reimbursements for that. So it's not just judges. Players are also impacted by this. Right. And it's it's one of these things that for most judges, judging is uh, and this there there is a distinction between uh the I'll say the professional judge with a lowercase P and the hobbyist judge. Mm-hmm. Okay. I mean, I'm not talking like REL enforcements or levels or anything like that, but there are certain judges who their job is applying for events, getting on staff for events, going to the event, working the event. And then there are other judges who, you know, might do like one to three or four big events a year. And 
for the people who judging as a hobby, it's, you know, it's a, it's a fun thing to do. It's a little bit of sides, you know, it's a little little side hustle. But for the professional judges, this is a pretty big deal. Like there are people yeah. who are their job is putting on events, and right now that's they're they're basically you know the same as as uh, a restaurant that's closed down, right? They they don't have a source of income. Uh, my my roommate got laid off yesterday. Um, he's a bartender, and all the food and beverage staff for where he works, uh have been laid off yeah and this this particular this particular situation is is judging is kind of a gig-based economy like in a way it's sort of like uber Mm -hmm. and if you lose your you know if you lose your car your uber job is kind of gone if there's no events then your judge job is kind of gone there's no you know you since you're an independent contractor i'm doing air quotes you don't have necessarily health insurance you don't have sick days you know there's no events you got to find something else to do several judges that are kind of hurting you know I, I i say that there's lots of people that you know it's not just judges it's, but, yeah it's 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 it trickles down all over the place yeah if you know of a judge give them a little bit of love you know mm-hmm. especially the ones that do a lot of events the the, the road warrior types yeah, uh, because they they could could use it, especially from those of us who have been lucky enough to to hang on to our to our day jobs. Yeah, if you had if you had three or four events lined up and they're suddenly all gone, even if that's not your primary source of income, it's still a big chunk of money that you had planned to have that you suddenly don't. So afford people some kindness right now. In it's scary. It's you don't know it. Even even if you know these are, these events have been canceled, who who's to say there aren't going to be more events canceled? It's it's there's so much uncertainty. So just be kind and be fair. Yeah, it's very possible that events aren't going to resume. And and we're speaking from a purely U.S. standpoint here. It's very possible that events aren't going to resume for eight to twelve weeks. Okay, maybe even longer. I say I say eight to twelve because even if they lift uh, the restrictions in eight weeks, then you got to like plan and schedule and and advertise and whatever. You know, you need a little bit of lead time. So, effectively, as a judge, we're going to be getting uh, an IPG update come out for the new set, and you don't have to have it ready for the event that weekend. But you know, you can actually take this time to you know. Mentor some people online, maybe ask some rules questions, uh, or, or or you know throw some throw some daggers, some hard questions at, at people on the Facebook groups or the Slacks, or give the annotated IPG a read through again, because you know, <laughs> or for, the first for no time. reason. Well, I mean, you know, just keep keep those things sharp because we have in the past talked about if you go a long time without mm-hmm. judging, you know, those those judge muscles atrophy a little bit. And also, like, take this time to, to build your community. Talk to other judges that you may not have spoken with. See how they're doing. Yeah. When you're delivering stuff to Uber Eats, you know, when you're stopped at a, a stoplights, you know, have the, the, you know, MTR up on your phone and read the section <laughs> on electronic policies. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, Brian. Yeah, yeah. I'm just I'm just throwing that out there as a thing. Uh-huh. <laughs> and this is this is not just um 
large event judges as well. Like if you're a judge who's who's who has worked in a store and you just judge F and M every week, that's suddenly you're not seeing all the same people that you saw every week and yeah. that the isolation creeps in. So there's a lot. Mm-hmm. And maybe this would be a great time to revisit, if you do work at a store, revisit their sanitary policies and practices. You know, like, hey, do you actually have enough bathrooms to handle this? Or do you change the paper towels enough? Or do you have hand sanitizer by the cash register or that big bin of D20s that everyone just jumps <laughs> their hand in? And, oh, the, the basic lands that, like, who knows? Right. Just oh. the, the whole container is covered in who knows what and... Yeah, just just kind of kind of revisit revisit the uh, the general cleanliness of of your store. If you're if you're an employee, like if you're a judge that just shows up there, you know maybe you don't got to do all that. You just be like, hey, we're, can you have some hand sanitizer, please? <laughs> um, please, please, please. Yep. I do want to talk about one thing really really quick, and this is kind of to combat a lot that we've seen on social media. There's a lot of people talking like, ah, I don't see why this is necessary. I don't see why this is so bad. I don't see why everything's shutting down. Okay, this particular virus here is because of the duration you can be contagious and not be showing symptoms. You can spread this stuff before you know it. Normally, if you get the flu, you start feeling bad after like a day or two and you you, you go sit in your room under a blanket, eat some chicken noodle soup and kind of like you... you <laughs> You sort of self-isolate. Yeah, you self-isolate, you self-quarantine, whatever. With this, you could just be viral shedding for a week or two. <laughs> and and nobody knows it. We don't even know what the the spread of this thing is. Yeah. And so all of these actions, all of these things that people are taking is to reduce this logarithm, this exponential increase in, in people that are getting affected. And one thing that I want to call attention to is... You know, they, they've uh, that that doctor guy that's been on the news, Fauci or whatever, mm-hmm. is saying that it it's he wants it to look like an overreaction because if it looks like an overreaction, then you're doing it right. Mm-hmm. If if you think you're just taking it in stride, then you're not doing it right. And if we react appropriately and flatten this curve, as they've been talking about, then maybe it'll look like we overreacted. You know, it wasn't all these actions and stuff like that weren't necessary, but that was the goal. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like the the goal of of shutting everything down is to make it so that it looked like an overreaction is to solve the problem or to, to to reduce the problem. And so if you go like ah well the number of cases weren't that bad we didn't have to shut everything down no it's, the number of cases were low because we did shut everything down right. so you know just don't be those people <laughs> you know the oh it's just the flu don't don't. Yeah, please, please don't. Please don't be those. Please don't be that guy. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm off the soapbox. So it's a relevant soapbox. Yeah, you know, maybe maybe listen to the like the doctors and the scientists and stuff like that instead of whoever's on your six p.m. news. You know. <laughs> so that's all I got. All right. Uh, well, uh, Eric, do you have any uh, points for the good of the order here? Anything you want to tell us about that you've got going on? Um... Right now, th- th- I don't really have anything to plug other than see your doctor if you need to see your doctor. Is that is that a plug I can make? 
Yeah, your PCP. Yeah. I'll, I'll, oh, but but wait, didn't you recently create some content that is oh, relevant I, to the current? I guess I did. Yes, sorry, situation? I, d- I did. Uh, if 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 you want to hear more of me talking on this same topic, uh, please check out the module that you 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 can find on the Judge Academy website. Uh, and yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm hopeful that this will help judges both in the short and the long term, um, in making our events and event spaces, uh, safe for people in maybe another axis than we sometimes think of. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Uh, Eric, do you want to, do you want to keep it fun or fair? Uh, for no reason at all. I'm definitely not asking you for anything. Just, uh-huh, uh-huh. Or do you think you're fair or fun? I think I'm going to have to go with fun. You're fun. Okay, 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 okay. Well, um, while we're all either stuck in our homes or otherwise have our lives impacted, uh, you can maybe listen to some older episodes of JudgeCast, including the ones that Eric has was on which are episodes 165 and 228 if you'd like to listen to his lovely voice you can find our older episodes at judgecast.com you can reach out to us at uh on facebook at facebook.com slash judgecast on twitter we are at judgecast on twitter you can send us an email with all of your sick hand washing memes to judgecast at (laughs) gmail.com yeah that all being said, uh, I'm Brogan King, and I keep am keeping it fair today. I'm Eric Aliff, and I'm apparently keeping it fun. And I'm Brian Frillman, and I keep my gloves on all event. <laughs> the same pair of gloves. The oh. same pair. No, I turn oh. them inside out after oh, a halfway they're, 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 point. They're just shredding into oblivion at that point. <laughs> <laughs>